0: It's only a kick, a
1: jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans.
0: After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
2: Adidas.
3: We're back with week 14 of Brown's cast. Got a... I'm your host, Taylor Jeterzak. i going to get that out of the way first. I'm here with Matt and Gerbs, as usual, for the Thursday Premium. Um, we got a Week 14 home game against the Jaguars, which has all kinds of intrigue, and none of it is for reasons that either team want. <laughs> no. Not <laughs> at all. It's because
1: both teams are beat to hell. There's... Oh. <laughs> There's, uh, there's attrition, and then there's this game. <laughs> it is just that, the battle of the walking wounded at this point.
3: <laughs> that, that, that meme I put in the Discord. <laughs> the the, the Browns, uh, Browns injury report finally met its match this week. Um, right. The Browns injury report has been a, a CBS receipt for the last month and they finally are playing a team that has a similar one i think when they played the rams last week the rams had what three or four guys on their injury report something like that yeah we I, have, I think we have 20 <laughs> <Is> <laughs> it's kind. God, <laughs> wait i mean I, like i'm going to i'm going to do a quick count it, here it's a I mean, lot it's, it's close to 20 uh, 4 8 12 six, 18
1: I see, I thought I read I thought I did a quick read of sixteen on Cleveland, but okay. Uh,
3: yeah. I mean I maybe my, I miscounted, but sixteen, eighteen, both are both are a lot.
1: Yeah. It's okay. not what you want, you know, in no, December. It's, it's what, you're what you're gonna want. get in December. But no. I I yeah. will say a lot of those were if you can go down, you know, Petonio's arrest day yesterday. Uh Miles, miles, Garrett was a rest day yesterday. Joku rest day. I mean, this is what they do. So those are ones that are, you know, Miles. Miles practice in full today, so that's yeah. a a good news. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it 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 adds to things that don't necessarily need to be added to because you have so many of these that are, um, you know rest. So it makes it look worse than it is, but yeah, it's not, again, not what you want, but it's what we have this year. And that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to go with. Yeah.
3: I will say the, um, the Browns are probably in a better place overall, uh, than the Jaguars in terms of the injuries for this week. I mean, yes, we're down to our fourth quarterback. We know we've been there. We've talked through this ad nauseum. We are, (laughs) (laughs) that's news to me both of their top two quarterbacks were limited today their their leading receiver is not going to play this week and probably won't play for a few more weeks and their starting left tackle has not practiced yet this week so like in terms of the scale of injuries yes we're down to our fourth quarterback but our guys are at least kind of coming back (laughs) Their guys all just got hurt on Monday. Yeah, so it
0: it, it's pretty much just uh, who who might be healthy at the right time type of game where it's especially with the weather. Like it, it who's gonna who has enough guys who will make enough plays and pretty much like ultimately will will anybody just step up because both sides are just pretty much in hell right now with these injuries.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of pointed that out, uh, pointed out a, a, a similarity uh, on when we did our pod on Monday, that I was watching the the Sunday night game, um, the Taylor Swift game on Sunday night, and Chris Collinsworth made the point that all five of the Chiefs opening day offensive linemen are still, they have played every single game, and none of their starting secondary has missed a game. Uh, See, that's, that's how you win. <laughs> Clearly, like, they're, yes, they lost on Sunday, but they're 8-4. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> the, the, the juxtaposition of, this is how you win. They lost, but this is how you win. And it was <laughs> this is how really... you win in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have qualified it.
3: <laughs> like, this is how you're able to win down the stretch. You're just,
1: you keep, you're, you're healthy. Uh, just just hit me as funny. That's all. That's all I gotta say. Just No, I I, I get it.
3: Um the Browns
1: are not a healthy team, so Healthy injury wise. They yeah. they're they're okay like that it's not a it's not an evil team like it was before, or like a like real bad team like organizationally. Health wise, mental health. No, we're
3: certainly we're certainly like in the last two days or three days, there have been stories that have come out about other franchises where someone in our Discord has said hashtag not the Browns, right? (laughs) (laughs) Whether it was the was it whether it was the Panthers being a dysfunctional mess or someone that works for the Jaguars stealing twenty two million dollars.
0: And coach. then Sean McDermott's like, having a speech back in 2019 about 9-11 and togetherness. Like, that should not be a thing, but it happened.
3: <laughs> None of these things happened to the Browns, and we should be happy about that. Right. Um, but, you know, kind of getting into this game on Sunday. Um,
1: Is that what we're here for?
3: Yeah, uh, allegedly. Um, we're certainly not here to watch the Thursday Night Football Debacle
2: that's this is the sickos game. Apparently, this is
1: the um, I've I've actually instead of sickos, I've come up. I saw a tweet that I thought was really funny, and I want to make sure that uh, I say it. This is the this is the you gotta call the number game, and uh, it's because of the tweet. Was (laughs) if you're betting, it was about when the Patriots played the Giants. If you're watching the if you're betting on the Patriots or Giants game, you gotta call the uh, bet responsibly number the 1-800 <laughs> gambler number yes so i'm going instead of the uh, the uh, ambient uh, sleep mode game uh, it is now my my mental thing is the the, the better's anonymous the game. game the, the better's anonymous game got,
3: yes <laughs> the the seek god game
0: right touch grass game is <laughs>
1: Um, absolutely
3: but you know going into this game we the unfortunate part is we don't have clarity on probably the most important aspect of of this this game that we're going into we don't know what Trevor Lawrence is going to do yeah I would say that's the most important factor of what we're going to see on Sunday, if, if we have CJ Beathard, it's a completely different game than if we see um, Trevor Lawrence, even even a relatively unhealthy Trevor Lawrence. So. It's, it's, it's going to be tough to project, but, you know, I think even even before Trevor Lawrence got hurt on on Monday night, I, I had kind of gone to bed thinking, you know, this team. Doesn't well, yeah, yes, they're eight and three. I, I've I've looked at their schedule many times. They've not really beaten anyone. They've lost to the better teams that they played.
1: Oh, Jacksonville, they, they're That's eight right. and four now.
3: Um, yeah, they they they've kind of preyed on a weak division. Um, they've preyed on a weak schedule. They got like that division drew the NFC South this year. Uh, they haven't even played the Panthers, the Panthers and Bucks yet, um, but. It's, you know, when you're getting torn apart by Jake Browning, some That's real soul-searching needs to go on, because uh, Jake Browning has never been that kind of guy. Um, so it, it gave me a little bit of confidence that, you know, even with Joe Flacco, that this team could hang. Um, and a lot of that kind of stems from, you know, the defense is... Um, the defense is much better at home. the The weather is going to be atrocious, as one does in Cleveland in December. This is why we shouldn't build a dome because sometimes we need this help.
1: <laughs> uh. yeah, I. This is a this is the quintessential Cleveland game, uh, especially with a team that is a Florida team coming north. Um, as I don't. I don't see how. I don't see how Trevor Lawrence is going to play in this game. I know he limited. He was limited in practice today, um, but I don't know how a team that has division winning aspirations like Jacksonville would want to risk losing their quarterback for the long haul in a sloppy game in Cleveland against a defense that, like you said, plays better at home and uh is is going to be fired up you know because they've been exposed these last couple of weeks um so it, it really seems like they are going to they, you would think that this would be one of those rubber meets the road kind of games for Cleveland um and it would uh it would behoove Jacksonville to keep uh keep them on the keep him on the sidelines for this game
3: yeah, I mean, I think...
1: In my opinion. I mean, we would be know?
3: having the same debate if we were a Jaguars podcast. Like, yes, this yeah. win is important, but, like, yeah, I, if he goes I out agree there and or not further, you might lose him for the rest of the regular season, and at that point, you're risking losing to the Bucs, you're, you're probably going to lose to the Ravens, you're risking losing to the Titans at the end. I'm not going to say you're going to lose to the Panthers, because... Good Lord. Lord Um,
0: You lose to the Panthers.
3: (laughs) The Panthers already got their Christmas Eve miracle. Um, They didn't even need Jamie meter to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. I would say like Baltimore would be the week that you would look for next week. And if it's get a, get a win against Baltimore, hope, you know, hope for some help from, uh, Indy and, um, Houston that they lose some games and then get Lords get everybody rested you know try to try to get the division locked up as best you can but uh rest yeah so it, it doesn't it and like I said I it, to your point we would be saying this, this was if we if we were a Jacksonville team if Cleveland was in this situation I wouldn't want them to be playing Deshaun Watson on a you know Hurt ankle. We wanted him to sit during the Indianapolis game. He ended up basically sitting in the app Indianapolis game. It was but, embarrassing uh, to look you know. the way they
2: did it. <laughs> right.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean we've we've been in this position th- this season with our quarterback, um, and we've all said basically like, yeah, man, get him out of there. There's no reason for this. It's not worth it. So yeah, the not worth the, it. the
3: the only issue with doing that is I'm sure that there's the people the the 7 dozen fans in Jacksonville. Um they they see the Texans schedule and they have games again. they have a game against the Jets, two games against the Titans and the Browns uh the road Browns who are not as good. <laughs> um so it's it, it's certainly something where the, the the Texans could roll off four of their last five and finish twelve and twelve and five, twelve and five. Or no, they they would be uh, eleven and six. So, like, you're, if you're the Jags, you only have to win three of those, so you could realistically sit Lawrence for the next two weeks against the Browns and Ravens and have him come back to face the Bucks, um, Bucks, Panthers, and Titans who are not going to, not going to affect it as much.
0: Yeah. Like I with the worst case scenario for the Jaguars is they maybe slip to the wild card. And I think you would rather just have Trevor healthy for the playoffs than really worry about like this week and potentially next week with that ankle. So like, I mean, yeah, like sure. It like, it, it would be nice as a Browns fan if he just sat out, but I can understand as a Jaguars fan, like he probably needs to sit out just for the benefit of, we don't want to worry about this potentially when it matters, truly matters.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to do a deep dive onto Jaguars Twitter to see what the vibe is. Um, just reading some of the like responses to beat reporters earlier today they they were kind of like is he actually going to play like holy shit <laughs> we, saw, we right. saw his leg break basically
1: <laughs> but yeah seeing him seeing him throwing footballs today was not something i wanted to see yeah at all i mean but you know
3: i i still think that there was a path for them to beat the jaguars even with lawrence playing
1: um yeah. Kirk being out certainly helps. Um, and those are the- Ward being Ward being back for Cleveland certainly helps. Yeah, yeah um, Miles they, being another secondary. week
3: healthier. Miles being another week healthier. They could get Cam Mitchell back. Um, they haven't activated him off IR, but he has been practicing. Um,
1: they did the practice window then thing. Yeah, night, he opened. The,
3: they opened the practice window. Um. They. I mean, I they saw a tweet that they could activate him as soon as this weekend. So we'll, we'll see as we get closer. I think that would come tomorrow, wouldn't it? I think they have to do that stuff
1: tomorrow. Mm, it's either tomorrow or Saturday, but mm-hmm. yes. But uh, we're close on it. Yeah. So,
3: I mean, the Browns are definitely going to get players back. Um, The weather is certainly going to be on their side. Uh, If... If it's C.J. Beathard out there, they're going to have a quarterback that's far more equipped to play in that weather um, In Joe Flacco, probably.
1: Well, and C.J. Beathard is banged up, too. He's was, I don't know, was he limited? In yeah, he's been limited. He he's been limited all? both days. He's got like two, he's got two injuries himself. It's very possible that they are possibly running, that Lawrence is the healthier of the two quarterbacks at this point. And Despite what his ankle is, they're just going to run him out there. Yeah, know? I don't. I mean, that feels bad, but <laughs> that does feel bad. But I'm just like that's an entirely possible scenario that is happening with this with the Jags roster that we, you know, or are, are having to to deal with. Um,
3: yeah,
1: and that, that I mean that, that was just a thought that came to my mind today when I saw tweets about you know Bethard being injured. That it was possible that they are. Um, Look at what Nathan
3: Rourke is doing? He's on their practice squad. He's around. He's on their practice squad. Um, but you know, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Gerbs, you missed out on the, the the recap, the breakdown.
1: Um, I did.
3: What are what are what are kind of your thoughts on uh, the Joe Flacco experience?
1: Uh, Flacco is Bacco, I believe. Is the is that what the kids are saying? Um, no, I. Yeah, that's what the kids are saying. Um, I had an article written, I think that way, and then uh, stuff happened. But um, yeah, I I think he he looked good. He looked like what Flacco can and can be in this offense, um, a competent game manager who isn't afraid to take a deep shot and do the uh they're gonna catch it or get DPI you know the the not quite an arm punt but a you know uh, a shot to the uh downfield um uncle rico if you want to call yeah, it Yeah I was that. just thinking like um, um, total uncle rico move right um, but he looked good. And I think, Taylor, you actually mentioned it in the uh, in the Discord. Flacco is more what Stefanski wants out of a quarterback than a DTR or a Watson. That's what the offense is geared toward. His offenses are generally more geared toward those pocket guys that can that gets the ball move ball like, Yes, they're more accurate. They're more quick-timey. They're not as mobile as Watson and DTR. Obviously, they have made the offense work for those guys uh, because he's just a he is a really good schemer um, and, and can get guys open and, and work those plays. But um, yeah, Flacco is more in line with what Savansky wants to do uh, on offense, and it showed. Sunday, where like it wasn't a bad offense, he threw to completed passes to nine different guys, I think, right? At least nine, yeah, like if not more, yeah,
3: I believe it. Well, it was at least nine, that's the graphic
1: set on the TV, but I mean, you know, they he moved it around, got, the, got it uh, down the field, got it out, and you know, it wasn't a bad day on offense, it just wasn't good enough, yeah, it- and you know, the, the one mistake was, was on him. I I wrote this week that it was on Stefanski for calling it. Um, He has come out and said that it was basically a Flacco thing. Flacco came out and said that was basically on me. Um, But I mean, 254, three for two touchdowns and one pick. Um, I mean, he threw 44 times, which was more of trying to come back when they didn't need to, but. You know, 254, we talked about, I talked about it last week. We have to change our metrics of what a good quarterback game is this year where, you know, 300 was the minimum of having a good game and now it's almost 200 is the minimum and 250 is like a stunner. Uh, so, I mean, Flacco might have thrown for the most yards of any quarterback in, in a game this season.
3: Uh, I think Deshaun, right. I think Deshaun had. More in one game. Um it was 80, either
0: like two eighty something, like against the Titans.
1: I think it was it was either Titans or the We can find us. Yeah. Matt, you were trying to say something before I cut you off. So go ahead and finish it out. I'll, I'll I'll do some some game logs. Yeah,
0: stuff. like what I was trying to say was it's with Flacco, it's almost like the offenses went to like the fault setting setting of what Stefanski usually likes to do. It's kinda like what with Jacoby Brissett last year where like the, the default setting of the offense is usually the baseline is pretty good because of how Stefanski schemes it. And if the quarterback play is just good enough, they were able to get yardage, get points. Sure. It might seem very sluggish because it's not like the most like explosive offense you'll ever see, but it's, it's, it's at least effective. So like Joe Flacco was, virtually, like, the default setting of the Stefanski offense, which is not a bad thing. It's pretty – it's it's an effective offense as long as the quarterback is okay and good enough.
3: Yeah, the issue where comparing him to Jacoby, which is my uh, – like, at halftime – at halftime last week, that was kind of my thought, is this kind of felt like a jacoby Brissett game. The key difference between – last year with Brissett, and what we have the rest of the season with Flacco slash DTR slash God knows, um, (laughs) is Nick Chubb. Right. Defenses still had to respect Nick Chubb enough to pull guys into the box, even with Jacoby out there. So they don't necessarily, I mean, they're still doing that now. Um, they're forcing the Browns to beat, beat them through the, the air, and Flacco is the first one that I think can consistently do that. Um, I mean, we had, I think I saw a stat that since Deshaun went down, the Browns are facing on average like a box of 8.5. Uh, whereas before, they were facing the-
1: 6.7. Where'd they get half a guy? <laughs> How does
0: one... But what, yeah, well, how does one do that?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, some of those linebackers are still the all look right. of
1: the look of disdain on Taylor's face as I said that <laughs> was 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 all I've ever needed in my life. <laughs> some, if I could bottle that,
3: some of that disdain was me being unable to come up with a witty response <laughs>
1: in time to make it relevant. It was it was it was at me and at yourself on that one. <laughs> uh, for the record, Deshaun had two eighty nine in Week Three against the Titans. Uh, PJ Walker had 249 against Seattle. So, Joe Flacco has the second most throw uh, passing yards by a Browns quarterback in his debut as a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, so on the and season, DJ had DJ t- uh, is
3: third with exactly. 248 against Seattle.
1: Right. So, yeah, we're it's been a weird year, everybody.
3: <laughs> I mean, there's four names on our
1: on our leading passer list here. So, right. Um. As far as the defense, I'm excited Ward is back. Uh, as you said, Christian Kirk is out. Um, he's already been listed out, correct?
3: Uh, he's been DNP, but they've said he's going to be a couple weeks, so I, I can't okay. imagine this.
1: Um, but not having to, not having to run Martin Emerson on the ones and Greg Newsom on on the uh, outside is a nice commodity for Cleveland because. That was getting exposed over the last couple of weeks. Um, I also I don't know how much of that was the corners or how much of that was Ronnie McLeod being out.
0: I think there's a decent um, chance it
1: was a good mix. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely a
0: multitude of factors, I believe. So yeah,
1: I mean, uh, you also have to consider Miles Garrett being hobbled has hurt the run because you're not allowed, you're not able to have Sedarius be a run blocker you know a run stopper in that point uh, and your Og- Ogbo is having to pass rush the Darius is having the pass rush um, because you're you're just not like getting it from miles if he's more healthy this week that's another emphasis mixed that, with that the Jaguars the potentially not having
3: their left tackle
1: mm-hmm. right
3: um, I'm looking at the Jaguars receiving stats here uh, Christian Kirk is their leading receiver he's their leading receiver by 98 yards and six receptions. Uh, Calvin Ridley has 51 receptions for 689 yards and five touchdowns. He actually leads the team in touchdowns. But after that, it drops down to Evan Ingram, and he has 73 receptions. And then it drops to 40, 18, 11, 8. Like, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and Evan Ingram are basically their entire pass offense with the outside chance of...
1: And Ingram had his... Ingram had his first touchdown on Monday. Yeah.
3: Um, I mean, he's he has 91 targets, but only 600 yards. So, right. So, yeah, the balance there isn't, like, he's not generating efficient numbers there. Um, you know, Travis Etienne is someone that I think could give the Browns a bit of trouble. And he's just good. But, you know, it all kind of depends on who's at quarterback. I mean, CJ Beathard has a a career 80 quarterback rating, and that's not QBR. That's the quarterback rating that goes up to 153. So 80 is low. Mm -hmm. Um, I think his career QBR is probably even lower. Um, His career QBR is 13. Or, no, his season QBR is 13. Ooh, not good. <laughs> yeah, not 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 what you want. Um, but just if it's CJ Beathard, you have no reason to lose. If it's if it's Trevor Lawrence, I mean, you're still at home. The weather's still gonna suck. You still have you still have a good defense. Uh, I I tried to look it up. I don't think Trevor Lawrence has ever played a game in Super. Bad weather like this.
1: Um, he, I don't. I don't know. You find you find more things like that than I do.
3: Yeah, yeah. You are the
0: weird stats guy of this group.
3: <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was actually Deshaun Watson that played in that game against Notre Dame at Clemson, where the field was flooded. Uh, it was. I don't think that was Trevor Lawrence at that point.
1: I forgot it went Watson Lawrence.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had um they had really good college quarterbacks for a while there. It was kind of annoying. As someone who does not like Clemson, even though I live down here.
1: This is the first this is the first year that I've like paid more attention to college football this year. So um yeah, it's all good. But anyway. Um We're on a podcast. Uh <laughs> don't need to just like all of a sudden have a brain fart there. I had a thing that I was going to bring up and now I can't remember it. Um Because I'm old. I'm aged.
3: I think we would definitely want to see the running game find some efficiency. Uh, I'm starting to believe that might just be kind of a hopeless cause at this point. Um,
0: Yeah, like a lot of things, like if the run offense would find some traction, that would be nice because lately it seems like Kareem Hunt has been more dependent on and if Kareem Hunt is being depended on more, you know, the running game's not doing well <laughs> cuz like uh, he's old, he's not the same Kareem that he used to and yeah, that that's just kind of w- what it's been. Like would I like more Pierre Strong carries? Sure, but it seems like they're they don't want to because he's not a good pa- he's not good at uh, pass blocking, so like there's probably that reason, but yeah, they just need some some level of competency in the run game to like at least balance out the offense.
3: I think one of the graphs that I saw this week had him in the boomer bust, like the quadrant that said boomer bust where his expected yards over, over um yards over expected and whatever, put him in that quadrant. And like, it makes sense. This the kind of carries you would expect out of a starting running back to this point. He only has 150 right now for the entire season, um, which where would where would Nick be right now? About 230, maybe
1: something like that. yeah. He'd definitely be in the 200s, uh, easily 200s. I was gonna say, what was Henry's biggest was 370,
3: right? Yeah, but that's borderline.
1: Use. Um, Right. I'm just saying like that's the high-end, uh, high, end, high-end. High um, I don't know that Chubb touches would probably be around like 260 by this point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean, about right.
3: I'm looking at it now. Um...
1: Yeah, Ford just needs to, uh, it, it was, they need to commit to the run. I do believe that Jerome Ford is the better running back of the two, of uh, uh, three, if you want to create, if you want to include Pierre Strong. Um, but uh, he only had 19 yards this last week to Strong's 20 and Hunt's 48, but I really feel like Ford really Ford should be your like between the twenties guy, um, and just let Hunt work in the red zone, um. But yeah, getting him some getting him some rush would be better for me than I think. I think, I think a opinion. big key to
3: that would be getting Flacco to to make defense back defenses back off a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't fear what DTR or PJ Walker were going to do to them down the field. Maybe, maybe as Flacco, like part of what Flacco did last week is he showed that he could still do it. So maybe defenses will back up just a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't expect right. him to totally back out and play cover two, like too deep the entire game. But oh, no, um, they that they, they
0: with what he demonstrated, they at least got to respect it. It's like, um, it's like when a three point shooter has the gravity of. Like, like you know the gravity of a three-point, a really good three-point shooter. They have to respect it no matter what. And at least with Flacco, like he throws deep enough to where it's like you got to at least respect it a little bit because he's
3: yeah, gonna... I, we're not we're not running out there with the Steph Curry of quarterbacks as far as backing defenses up, but like we're at least um, Isaac Okoro when he's good. <laughs> And that was, that was a bad comparison on the grand scheme of the, N- the NBA, but, you know, it works for, works for Cleveland.
1: So It's a, it's a little – that's just it's just a hit, man. Yeah. Cool. What, what did
0: Isaac do to you?
3: <laughs> yeah, nothing.
1: I I think
3: he's a good three-point shooter. I don't think – he's definitely not bad, but he's not he, – he Oh, my God, we have at, to follow him around. He just doesn't shoot
0: at high volume. So, like, that's yeah. why nobody really truly respects him if you ever watch. But yeah. I would – like, at least – I would say a better comparison is like maybe George Niang, who his percentages are down, but because he's shot 40% for like five years straight, you have to respect it no matter what. So like, that's kind of what Flacco is. Even if he's at 38, you got to respect the fact that he still can throw the ball deep with decent velocity still like that.
3: Yeah. And I think one of the things that surprised me the most and, you know, made me the most excited about, you know, seeing Flacco the rest of the way is—he still throws a really nice ball. Like all of those football, most like—I don't want to say all, but like seventy-five to eighty percent of the balls he threw on last week went exactly where they needed to go. They were tight spirals. They—they need—they were—they had as much velocity as they needed. Right. So, like that. When when you're down to this point in your offense, that's all you really need. You just need a guy who's right. going to distribute the ball consistently and accurately into the right receiver. Um, I don't feel like we're going to have Amari Cooper this week, so yay.
1: Um, but it's to the point of completing though, um, and and. And no, Amari Cooper. Um, Legend Moore went four for twelve, which he just needs to have a a better game. That that just it's far too many attempts without success. He had eighty three yards on the day for a long of forty two, but I mean that's your efficiency has to be better than that if you're going to be without Cooper going into this week. Mm
3: yeah it's it's a matter it's just a matter of finding finding guys and Joku needs to get back to where he was. Um, the it, Elijah Moore can keep finding finding openings. I mean I think he was Flacco was gonna find him. He's, he had his best game so it's a matter of just continuing to get those guys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but I think I think that's about all I have to say about the game. Um, it without knowing what Jacksonville has, I don't. I mean, their defense has been good. I think they rank in the in the top ten or top half in DVOA. They, but their defense. It's obviously going to want to prove that they aren't as bad as what they showed on on um, on Monday because they got lit up by um, they got lit up by Jake Browning, and if you get lit up by Jake Browning, you're going to have a whole lot of bad meetings.
0: Yeah, like they they do have something to prove this week, and so they'll pro- they're going to probably try to like bring their best but obviously if you have that showing against a beat up Bengals where Joe Mixon looks like prime Joe Mixon and Jake Browning looked like like the second coming like that that's going to have a lot of questions that they're going to need to answer because like like I think we I mentioned it on Sunday they kind of have been just taking advantage of their schedule I questioned how good they are and on Monday they pretty much raised the same questions and amplified them because it's like Jake Browning should not torch you like they did. Like it's Jake Browning. It's not like man, Come
3: on. I, I will say that I, I don't think I would venture to say they're not a good team. I think they're a good team. I think they're a good AFC South team that doesn't also beat itself. Um, And that's something that you, you yeah. have to, be prepared for on Sunday. They're not going to go out there and destroy themselves and take themselves out of the game and roll over and die at halftime. They're gonna, they're gonna play, and even if it's C.J. Beathard, they're gonna, they're gonna try and win. Uh, I mean, they're looking at this like, like even if they have C.J. Beathard out there, they're looking at this game the same way that we are. Like, this is a quarterback you can take advantage of. This offense is beat to hell. The defense should be able to handle it. The weather's going to suck. Bet the under.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the crowd should be behind them, which this defense seems to be fueled by the crowd. So, like, they should be able to, like, bring their A game. If the trends are the trends. Yep. Yeah.
3: I mean, I I think them just not having Trevor Lawrence makes it a it was a it was a winnable game already i think it makes it, it without Trevor Lawrence it, it becomes a must win like when you're fighting for a playoff spot you can't lose to CJ Bethard.
0: oh no like if CJ Bethard uh is playing i think the Vegas line swung from like Jaguars being a 3 3 or 4 point favorite to like basically a a,
3: a pickem so
0: like they, they should when- they-
3: When the line came out on Monday, it was Jaguars minus three and a half. By Tuesday morning, it was Browns minus one. It is now Browns minus three. So, and and it hasn't moved this afternoon with Lawrence practicing. We'll probably see, if we see any line movement, it'll be tomorrow. Um, But, you know, it's swung six and a half points because they don't have Trevor Lawrence. Right. So.
1: Doesn't, Doesn't appear to be.
3: No. It, it doesn't appear that they're going to have Trevor Lawrence. It's one yeah. six and a half points.
0: And so. Vegas knows. Vegas always knows.
3: Allegedly. Um, <laughs>
1: Alleged. There's a reason that their buildings are really big and their lights are really bright. Yeah. The house always have, wins. I'll say that.
3: And, and they have stadiums shaped like Roombas. Um. Okay. Well, I think now would be a good time to transition into our picks for Your- for the week. Um, first we'll go over last week. Um, we have a change at the top, sort of. This is a change.
1: It's not a change. We,
3: ha- we have, we the, have, the top, sir. the, the peak of the mountain had to get a little wider. Uh, <laughs> I have caught up to Gerbs. We are both tied at one Oh three. I did that by going five and Oh in my picks last week. <laughs> Yeah. I picked the Texans, yeah. Colts, Falcons, Niners, and Rams. Um, Gerbs picked the Texans, Colts, Falcons, Eagles, and Rams. So you, you lost points by I'm going dead. with the Eagles. Uh, Matt had a rough week. Um, he picked the Broncos, <laughs> the Eagles, and the Browns. <laughs> he picked the Broncos, Eagles, and Browns. Um, and got, got the Colts and Falcons right. Uh, as far as our prop bets go um the browns total yards over under 322 and a half matt and i took the over and we hit um browns rush yards over under 114 and a half we all took the over and did not get it stafford passing yards over under 263 and a half which was 15 more than his season average as it was um matt was the only one who took the over i think he finished with close to 300 um so he got that point. Rams rushing yards over under 121 and a half. I f it finished under. Matt got it right. Uh, but it wasn't under by much. I think they had like 113 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna check real quick. Uh, no, they had 120, so it's even closer. <laughs> um, Brown sacks plus takeaways over under five and a half. We all said under, uh, it was under Browns cover, we all said yes, and uh, they very much did not. So, we have an interesting slate of games to pick this week. I don't know if you guys have gotten a sneak preview of it, but we will go ahead and start with everyone's favorite division, the NFC South. Bucks at Falcons. Oh, God. (laughs) Falcons are two and a half point favorites. Good luck.
1: I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Desmond Ritter, Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm going to go Falcons. Um, as oddly as it is, I think they are. I think they are actually like not a bad team. They
3: just have bad quarterbacks.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. They, they the quarterbacks are not great, but they they have like they have dudes. They have a really good defense. They have a good defense. They have they have guys. They just need somebody to throw them the ball um, efficiently. Good, goodly, I, I guess is just maybe not throw the, best the ball worst, to but, somebody you know. that just literally that's all they need, right? But yeah, Falcons for me. I, I I can't trust the the Bucks, uh, and this is not like Ghost of Baker that are coming back. It's literally just I can't trust the Bucks. So. Can you trust the Falcons? <laughs> I can't trust both. I can't trust any of these teams. I can trust the I can trust the crazy camera angle guy. That's the like guy, guy I up can in trust the booth, they are in like, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: um, I think I'm going to go with the Bucs. Um, I think I trust the Bucs more than I trust the Falcons, to be honest. Uh, uh, the Falcons that, that makes, find ways to lose. The Bucks at least have Mike Evans to bail out Baker. That is true. Um,
0: that's probably why I'm maybe leaning with the Bucs, just because you're right, Mike Evans can – definitely bail out the... They,
3: they don't Buc- beat the Panthers last week without Mike Evans.
0: That's true. Like, that 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 could be... That's a big reason why. So, yeah, Bucks.
3: Okay. We got another fun one to pick. We got Indy at Cincy. Tangles are now one-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: I have... No, I, I mean, I, I get why. Because again, they just beat the Jacksonville Jaguars on Monday night, it, it, but they had to go to overtime. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's indie for me. I think they are scary as a Browns team that is looking at uh, a possible. Um,
3: Luckily, we got that tiebreaker
1: you know, Yeah, I, I know we have the tiebreaker, but like you're you're fighting for a playoff spot with the Colts right now, and they are definitely fighting. That the, they're 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 having some fights, so I think the Colts are going to uh, take down Cincinnati on that one and uh, not let Browning throw all over them. Yeah,
0: I think I have more trust in the Colts, so I'm going to go with the Colts for the same reasons.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts just because I it, look. If Jake Browning is going to be a savior, he's going to have to show it to me more than once. Yeah. Okay, uh, we got one that has a lot of playoff implications. I think the loser is pretty much done. Um, we got Broncos at Chargers. Broncos.
1: I, I would say the Chargers are already done. I mean, I would but, venture that um, way too. But at the same, in the same vein. I mean, we've been on. I I've been on Brandon Staley. Firewatch for <laughs> a year and a half, five weeks, six weeks. <laughs> he was lucky.
0: He survived I, last I've year. been I've been on it since the jag the meltdown against the jaguars. Like that's when I knew. Yeah. Like yeah, this might not work. <laughs> um. So I, but that's the thing. I don't know if I trust the prop. You go ahead. You go ahead, Matt. I'm used to go in first. You can okay. go first. Um man, I don't trust both of these teams, but I I guess I'll just go with the Broncos because I feel like the chargers will just charger their way into a loss somehow. And uh,
3: yeah, that's I'll go counterpoint. The Broncos have been known to do the same thing the last couple of years.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like (laughs) unstoppable force meets immovable object. Who's going to screw up
1: more? Like, you know, force meets movable object. Um, man, I really want, I really want to take the Broncos and get a different point here, but, uh, if everybody's going broncos I, I will stay with denver on that one. i actually haven't picked yet um, i was going to go with the targets. i know but it was more so matt um not that i don't not that i don't think of you as a threat here taylor since you're tied with me but i was i just i i go off matt more than i go off your picks um that's not any kind of offense i yeah. literally just what i was oh. thinking um I'll just crawl into a corner and die, I guess. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, thanks for making this really cool spreadsheet. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's my lasting legacy. Right. Um, yeah, I think, I think Denver has turned the corner. Um, whether that corner be uh, filled with uh, sums of money that are going to people that knock other players out, That remains to be seen. Who would ever question such a thing? Um, Looking at you, Sean Payton.
3: Where's that Greg Williams podcast when you need it?
1: (laughs) Come get some.
0: Join the pod. We need the details.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The reason I bring all this up, there was a Benjamin Albright tweet for those who were unknowing on the podcast that said, this is a beat writer who does have connections like around the league. Hold on a second. Uh, you. You. Who uh thank you. Um who knows many things, but tweeted out uh no, there is no um like bounty system. Yeah, like there is no there uh, I don't know why anybody would I don't know why anybody would ever question that. Um I just I said it in the Discord and I was like, really? You have no idea why someone would question that. Jim Albright has already forgotten 2007, <laughs> yeah, or in 2008,
3: has, or whatever it was. Is
1: on his second suspension this year for illegal hits. I think Dale might have had uh, his
3: leg snapped last week. Yeah, it, it,
0: right. At this point, it, it's either the greatest coincidence in the history of coincidences or something's up. Yeah, like, I'm not usually pinpointed <laughs> by guy, want-
1: but it, it's just weird. Something's weird. Going with the Chargers, by the way. I don't want to attribute. I don't want to attribute malice to what can best be contributed as incompetence. Um, but I mean, we're we're close, man. Yeah. I don't. I. It's just more so the like. You really can't question that. Really. Really. Not no. Until little? it's proven.
3: Until it's proven, you can't question that. Um. I picked the Chargers, by the way. Uh, I just think that. The the Broncos' defense is still not very good. They've they've been turnover. They've been completely relying on getting turnovers. Um, didn't they didn't get turnovers last week and they lost. Um, next game we have is probably is by all accounts game of the week. We have the Eagles coming off of an embarrassing beatdown, going to Dallas.
0: Hmm. That's a that's gonna be a good one. Um, I think for me. I, I I still trust the Eagles. I, like I've just never been a fan of like Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. It feels like the this is the type of game they usually just kind of crawl up and die, especially with better opponents. So I'll I'll still go with the Eagles. Feels like they're it's a rebound game for them.
1: I will go uh, with who I. Would say is the MVP at this moment, uh, Dak Prescott.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well. Said, uh,
1: my wife said Taylor Swift. Uh, and while she is the time player of the of the year, she is not the NFL MVP. Look, she when when
3: she called out the Dads, Brads, and Chads, she definitely called you out.
1: She did. Uh, Really, I wanted really to bitch. send that to was, you, girl. She struck,
3: right at, she struck I, right at the right at the heart of your entire existence.
1: I was I was <laughs> firmly in the dads, brads, and chads on that one, and I am okay with that.
3: <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well. I, I think they're playing better right now. I think, yes, while the Eagles are tetted too, and they've earned that, like there's certainly some very exposable flaws that they have. Uh, the Cowboys probably could have beaten them in Philly earlier this season. Had. Uh, um, what was. Who's their. I don't remember. The, their tight end been in the end zone when he caught that pass, or Dak Prescott had any awareness where his feet were. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Cowboys. They're at home. Uh, Philly is reeling a bit, probably, from getting absolutely smacked in the head. Um, and. I think the Cowboys are probably destined to win that division at this point. Um, let's get into some prop bets. Uh, we're going to get weird this week. Um, I don't have, I don't think I have any, no, I don't have any player props. There is not a single player prop on here <laughs> because I don't know who's playing. <laughs> we got Browns rushing Fair. yards Fair. over Fair. under 126 and a half. Hmm.
1: I will go under because I don't think uh, DTR is playing. Um, and if they, even if they get a hundred, that's still like a good rushing game. But I, I don't think it. Having the mobile quarterback helps with that, and without um, with Flacco back there, it's just it's not going to happen for me.
0: Yeah, I think I'll probably go under as well. I like with like Gerbs mentioned with Flacco the running like the running aspect of the quarterback is gone and like they, they definitely need to
3: prove something. So I'm just going to go under. I want to take the over. Um, mostly because I think the weather is going to dictate that the game's going to have to be played on the ground a little bit more on both sides. Um, so I think they're going to have to find ways to establish that. The Bengals have a absolutely terrible Rush, rush offense and they were able to run the ball on the Jags last week so I, I, I'm kind of maybe I'm being hopeful um, Jaguars total yards over under 309 and a half they average 346 but the Browns haven't given up 300 yards all that many times and they uh, the weather might suck uh, I think I'll go under just
0: because I feel like the the way the weather will dictate things. It feels like
1: under feels like a safe bet. I'm also going under, uh, for weather wise. Um, and again, if it's if it's better, like, are they really gonna go over 400 yards? But yeah,
3: uh, I mean, I I said three, did oh. I said 309 and a half?
1: Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I was like, I, I, I said four, and I was like, I mean three, but yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait a second, did I <laughs> say the wrong thing?
3: Um, I, I'm gonna go under as well. I think, I think the weather is gonna dictate this game. If it, like, I think the, the obvious, the obvious. This is almost a question of who is playing quarterback more than it is how is the offense going to play. So, um. You gotta, got one that we haven't done. This is a new one we haven't done yet this year. Um, actually, these last four are all ones we have not done yet this year. Hmm. Uh, which team has more sacks?
1: More sacks. Yeah. Cleveland. Because uh, Joe Buck very uh, publicly shamed Jacksonville for only having the one pass rusher, uh, despite the fact that they. Used their first pick on Caleb Trip. Uh, it was Thibodeau, right? No, sure.
3: Trayvon Austin. I think as I saw I saw his name.
1: Mm-hmm. Was it Austin? Tua was it? Tribudeau's Tribudeau's in, in New try, York. Uh, yeah, New York. But yeah, they used a high pick on a on a pass rusher last year. Last last year, and Joe Buck said uh, literally they only have one pass rusher. Yeah, the and, other uh, Josh Allen.
3: <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen is a good top pass top. rusher.
1: <laughs> he is I'm not saying he's not but like the other guy was like he's just he's right there Joe like, he's got he's got a family <laughs> yeah
3: he exists my guy
1: in front a wife and kids um yeah uh,
3: his name Best is claim. Tavon Trayvon Walker or Tavon Walker he has five sex
1: right Walker yes
3: five sex
2: Josh Allen has 13 and a half
1: but sure sure sure
3: um But yeah, they're – I mean, Josh Allen is someone that can terrorize this Browns offensive line. But I think I'm – I'm going to go with the Browns um, simply because I think uh, Schwartz has driven them up a wall this week (laughs) because they haven't gotten a sack since the Steelers game.
0: Yeah. his press conference said as much, it sounded like? The book of Schwartz was thrown at the defense, practically <laughs> like it, it, behind closed
3: doors. The, the book of the book of Revelation, according to Schwartz.
1: <laughs> Matt, are you going? Yeah,
3: Browns? Browns. Okay, another fun one. Total passing yards in the game over under three seventy four and a half.
1: going to go i'll go over yeah i do think i think that i do think it'll be a little mushy 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 whatever but i mean 200 per team and you get over so yeah i think they'll it'll be an over
0: too yeah
3: Yeah, I mean, unless the forecast changes back to what it was a couple days ago where it was 20 to 30 mile an hour winds and not 10 to 20 mile an hour winds, I think over is more likely than under. But, you know, if that forecast shifts back to strong winds, it might be tough. Uh, If it's CJ Beathard, it might be tough for them to get to the required 170-something if you're going to split it down the middle or Mm. 190-something. Right. So uh, we got... Total rushing attempts over under 55
1: and a
0: half. Uh, I would say over just because like if the weather is as bad as it seems to be, running the ball might be the the way to go. So over.
1: I'm going to say under. I'm going to give no analysis. (laughs) Okay,
3: <laughs> Gerbs, can, Gerbs can predict the weather. It's going to not be this bad.
1: <laughs> Gerbs is a weather man. I don't fun. know. I just, <laughs> I just think it's. I just think it's going to be under. I twenty eight. per team is both, a lot. Twenty per team is a lot. Um, but also, I mean, we saw just Cleveland last week. They had 22. 20 themselves. So I mean, like uh, barely over twenty. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it's gonna. I, I I don't. I can see a world where it's at like forty five, not fifty five. But yeah,
3: okay. okay. I'm gonna go with the under as well. Um, unless the weather gets real bad, I don't think we're gonna see sixty rushing attempts. Um, but weather is weather. No one expected the weather we got in week one, and we got it. So,
1: um, You know, weather is weather. That's a good, you know. Yeah, put that on a T-shirt. I'm
3: going to file that under my, under my own
1: uh, Taylorisms here.
3: Um, we got, in the last prop, we have longest field goal attempted over under 47 and a half. And there goes the over. Um, what
0: was it? Oh, sorry. You
3: put it in half. longest field goal 47 like and over and a
0: under half field Forty-seven and a half. Um, I'll just say the wind doesn't seem like it'll dictate that, like the kicking game, that much. So I'll say over.
1: You have put the half end, so we can't do the the patented Taylor push. Nope. On this one. Nope. <laughs>
3: And I toyed with making it forty-five and a half, but I was like, "That's too short." Someone will attempt a forty-six-yard field
1: goal. I'll go under. I don't...
3: Um, I think I'm going to go under as well. I don't. I just don't know if they're going to get to that point where they're kicking long field goals. I don't know
1: if anybody's going to. I don't. I don't know that, that some of these teams will want to. Uh risk those. Oh, look, unless
3: Stefanski is stuck at a fourth and nine in a spot where he'd kick a 48-yard field goal, I don't think he's going to kick a long field goal. I think he's going to opt to go for it in those situations, knowing the weather situation. Yeah. Um, And we got game picks. Uh, Browns are three-point favorites as of right now that can always shift.
0: Um... I will go with the Browns. I feel like they they're a good home team. the weather's on their side and with Flacco getting another week under his belt, the offense could be look a, a little bit better than it did last
1: week. so I'll go Browns. I will also go Browns. yeah I think I think the vibe for this
3: I mean I'm gonna go Browns as well, but I think you know the vibe here was always for me that this was a winnable game even with Trevor Lawrence. Um, uh, A hobbled Trevor Lawrence versus um, C.J. Beathard, I I don't know. I mean, it depends on how hobbled Trevor Lawrence is. Obviously, he can still throw, but can he move? Do you want him to move and plant and
1: throw on a wet field? I will say it became a winnable game when Flacco was – solid better than was better than competent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's once it became apparent that Flacco was better than what we thought he was going to be or you know, the, the better than the worst case. Um, I think the, I think that's when it became a winnable game.
0: And another factor, Joe Flacco has been in the AFC North. He knows this. He, he's been around bad weather like 15 years of playing in Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. He, and he has big hands too. So like if it, if the weather does get funky, he knows what, how to deal with the elements.
3: I wonder how he's going to deal with the cognitive dissonance of being cheered in that stadium. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so weird.
0: I, it's going to be so weird. Cause I'm actually going to be at that game too. It's going to be so weird having to cheer for the man that was causing so much heartbreak when I was a young lad.
3: Eh. I don't know how much <laughs> <laughs> because the Browns were so bad, but
1: um. from, a, from a guy who has seen come and seen uh, many guys leave, um, you know, it's you root for you root for the players and, and you you root for the clothes, man. That's what you're rooting for. And, you know, if. If Mason Rudolph came to Cleveland, you know, or you know, uh, I don't know, like uh, it, no, I, I, there's too much bad blood there. Maybe not Rudolph. If
3: <laughs> not even might have been a bad example.
1: If yeah. T.J. Watt all of a sudden came to Cleveland somehow, you know what I mean? Like Mike Tomlin is the quarterback or is he coach, and we're you know rooting for him like that. a bizarre world now. Oh right. yeah, like it. What's the, I, I think
0: what's like the Jerry Seinfeld bit where it's like, Oh, you're just ultimately rooting for laundry. And it's like, it don't matter who's in it. It right. you'll ultimately just be rooting for the guy anyway, just because we are psychos and we just don't care because we just want to win.
1: Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rooting for laundry. That's that's what you do. And that's what we're going to do. And that's what we'll do on Sunday. Yep. It'll be weird, but I'll be, I'll be rooting in the stands. <laughs>
3: Bring a bring a bring a rain jacket. Bring a poncho. <laughs> yes,
1: sir. Galoshes, it appears. Look,
3: I, I was at that game against Buffalo 15 years ago or 16 years ago. I was not prepared. It's a Kid thousand yards dare
1: there from you.
3: <laughs> Kid from North Carolina was not prepared for that. <laughs> People from Cleveland weren't prepared for that.
0: True. Oh yeah. We're built different enough here, buddy.
3: <laughs> but you still. But no one in that stadium was prepared for eight inches of snow during the game with fifty mile an hour winds, wind wind gusts. Built diff. <laughs> okay. Well, On that note, uh, we will note that the Patriots Steelers over has already hit. It's not halftime. Already hit at a half. <laughs> and we will we will be back on Sunday. Um, uh, we'll actually record on Sunday this time because we are done playing four o'clock games, I believe. Which is well, nice.
1: Well, Matt, we'll have to
0: get home from the game. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so that's, true. We'll yeah. That's, that's true. So it'll be a it'll be a later pod than usual. If
3: yeah, you know. I mean, if he if he's thought enough, we'll record on Sunday. Um. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't blow away. That's the goal.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Well. Anyone have anything left to add? Go? No? Go, Browns.
0: Go, Browns. Go, Browns.
2: History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies, big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures.